Hello, 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 and welcome to the Timelines Project, a podcast about the lore and story of Magic the Gathering. I have started out this podcast by covering the first book of Magic, The Brothers War. So if you have time to go check out my previous two episodes on it, uh, I would recommend you do that. But for the people who haven't had the time to listen to it, this is a shortened version. It's like a combo version of the first two episodes for you guys who don't know. So this is going to be like 10 minutes or something. I don't know. I don't know how long it is. And it's just going to be real quick summary. For those of you who have actually listened to my previous episodes, don't go away just yet. I just wanted to let you know uh, I said something about doing a episode on Urza's Devastation, but I have decided to save that for the Ice Age books. And every four weeks um, after three episodes, or maybe every three weeks, depending on how it goes, I'll do a shortened version of the episodes where I do a, a summary. Uh, so for you guys who have already listened, you can probably leave now. Let's jump into it. The story starts with two brothers, Urza and Mishra. They were orphaned at the age of 10, and the brothers left their home in the country of Argive to go live with their father's friend, Toscasia, in an archaeological dig site uh, in the western half of their continent. After many years, the brothers discovered an ancient flying machine buried in the sands called an ornithopter, left behind by a mysterious race of artificers called the Thran. Urza and Mishra repair the ornithopter and then use it to fly to the abandoned capital of the Thran Empire they name Koilos. In Koilos, the brothers discover a portal to another world called Phyrexia, a sort of a mechanical hell. The portal is powered by a large magical stone called a power stone. This is very important. The brothers accidentally break the stone that keeps the portal closed and inadvertently reopen the gate to Phyrexia. The brothers escape Koilos without realizing the horrors they have unwittingly released on their world. Each brother left Koilos with half of the large power stone they broke. Urza's half had the ability to give power to machines and breathe life into them, and Mishra's could take it away. Mishra grew jealous of Urza and wanted to take his half the power stone because he thought together they would be even more powerful. They fought and accidentally killed their mentor Toscasia and then went their separate ways. This is around 20 AR, which means they're both around 20 years old. Urza went to the kingdom of Yodia, where he married the princess of Yodia, Kayla bin Krug, and became the royal artificer. He set to work making a fleet of ornithopters for the betterment of Yodia. Meanwhile, Mishra had set out into the desert and was captured by a group of desert tribes called the Swadari, and the Swadari are one of the many Phalagi tribes in the region, or Phalagi, Phalagi. He was made a slave, and then when the Quadir, and the Quadir is the leader of the Swadari, discovered that Mishra was a learned scholar, he made Mishra his son's tutor. After several months of Mishra tutoring the son, he had a dream about the mechanical hell called Phyrexia. He didn't know it was called Phyrexia, but he had a dream about Phyrexia. 
After his dream, the Swadari encampment was attacked by a Phyrexian dragon engine, which Mishra managed to control slash tame, uh, but not before the Quadir was killed. The Quadir's son was made Quadir and decided to go and take over the other Phalagi tribes to help um, with the help of Mishra and his dragon engine. After a few years of working, Urza got an apprentice, and his name is Tanos. He'll be important later. Mishra also got an apprentice, and her name was Ashnod, and she was a skilled artificer just like um, Tanos, but she specialized in, like, influencing the body, so, like, she made uh, a staff that would mess with your nerves and cause incredible pain, uh, and she's later responsible for making artifact zombie things, kind of. She's, uh, she's more of a necromancer kind of thing, but without the magic. A stitcher, I think. They have them on Innistrad. So, both Urza and Mishra are in positions similar to second in command, like, not top command, but, like, pretty close. And they both have apprentices. So now we're moving into the second half of the book, uh, which is a longer half. Uh, in, or not second half. We're about a third of the way through the book-ish, something like that. In Yodia, the king and his advisors were planning a trap for the Phalagi tribes. Yodia was running short on supplies for Urza's inventions. They had lots of ornithopters, and Urza was doing a few more things, but that was really it, and they were getting a lot of their materials from the desert. Unfortunately, the Phalagi controlled the desert and were forbidding people from entering their lands, which was making life rather hard. Uh, so the Yodian king got together with the leaders from their two neighboring kingdoms, which are Argive, Urzan Mishra's home, and Cordelis, which isn't important. They just were there. So the king and his advisors hatched a plan. They were going to propose uh, peace negotiations. And when the Phalagi arrived, they would attack them by dropping bombs out of the ornithopters and blowing them all up, uh, ending the problem. The invites were sent, and all parties arrived. The Argivians, the Corlysians, the Yodians, and of course, the Phalagi. What the king and advisors didn't expect uh, was that the Phalagi would bring their own machine. The other countries had not were not aware of the dragon engine, they, the Phalagi had kind of kept that under wraps, so it was like a big um, show of power, like, look at this huge dragon I have. The negotiations began, and the Yodian king immediately got into a fight with the Quadir of the Phalagi. In a fit of rage, he ordered the attack. The Quadir, realizing he had been betrayed, stabbed the king to death, and then fled. The dragon engine covered the desert tribe's retreat, and they escaped with... Significant losses, but it was only a small small party, so it wasn't too bad for them. The Argivians and the Corlysians decided uh, to make a diplomatic retreat, leaving the Yodians to make their way back to Argive without their king. Kayla, Urza's wife and former princess, became the queen. Urza locked himself in his study and refused to come out because he felt personally responsible for the king's death. While Kayla was sorting out how to run a kingdom, Mishra was traveling on the back of his dragon engine through a winter dust storm with Ashnod. They emerged from the dust storm ten days later to find they had made it to their destination, Coilus. 
Mishra entered the cavern, just as he had many years before, and using a power stone he found, Mishra reopened the portal to Phyrexia. He and Ashnod emerged into a metal forest. They walked until they came to a lake of oil where four dragon engines were. Mishra tamed them, just like he did the first, and they were preparing to leave when they were attacked by a Phyrexian demon. His name was Gix, though Mishra didn't know it. They managed to escape, and as they emerged into the sunlight, the dragon engines burst from the desert sands. Deep below, uh, the portal to Phyrexia opened just for a second and then closed, but it was long enough for Gix to broadcast a message to any people who could serve as loyal followers. Those people received the message and began their long journey to the caverns of Koilos. It had been a year since the first negotiations between the Yodians and the Phalagi. During that year, there had been much fighting on the border between the between Yodia and the desert tribes. At the end of the first year, there was suddenly an offer of peace. Kayla and her council decided to accept, and the Phalagi made their way across Yodia to its capital, Krug, where negotiations were to be held. They brought the dragon engine as assurance, and it pulled a giant fortress on treads behind it. The peace party of the desert tribesmen arrived, and the Yodians learned that the Quadir would not be attending the peace talks, but had set Mishra in his place. The talks were going all according to plan. There was feasting for most of the first day, and little was actually discussed, but they were getting along nicely. Mishra and Ashnod were given quarters in the palace, while the rest of the negotiation party was in a camp outside the city. Unfortunately for Urza and the rest of Yodia, Mishra's intent was never peace. He convinced K Kayla to take Urza's half of the power stone that had started their conflict in the first place. Tanos, Urza's apprentice, was talking with Ashnod, Mishra's apprentice. Ashnod was, a, uh, let's say, tipsy and accidentally told Taunus Mishra's plan. Taunus woke Urza up, and the two of them rushed to the royal chambers. Urza recovered his stone, and he, him and his brother had a magical laser battle with their stones. Mishra managed to escape, and all of the party but Ashnod escaped as well. Urza left Krug to pursue his brother with all but one of the ornithopters. Taunus took over in his place, and he learned that Caleb was pregnant, and Urza was intentionally staying away from Krug because Caleb was three months pregnant, and it had been three months since the Phalagi peace party had left. Urza finally found the fortress that the dragon engine had brought with it and ordered an attack on it, but too late realized it was a trap. The fortress was abandoned and had been left there as bait, but it was like a automatic, so when they started bombing it, it activated and shot down all the ornithopters. Only Urza's lieutenant survived, and they made their slow way back to the nearest Yodian post. Meanwhile, Nishra knew that the trap had been sprung, and he knew that his brother couldn't defend Krug anymore, and so he executed what he had been planning from the beginning. He attacked Krug in early morning when they weren't expecting an attack. At this point, he had four dragon engines, and overwhelmed the city quickly. Tanos and Kayla managed to escape down the river that flowed by Krug, and the final ornithopter took all of Urza's research to Argive. 
the dragon engines reduced the city to rubble. When Urza arrived several weeks later, nothing was left but Krug's walls. A group of travelers had just arrived in the caves of, in the caves of Koilas. They were the Brotherhood of Gix, and they had been summoned by Gix to free him from Phyrexia. Gix was freed and began to plot the downfall of the brothers. And so begins the preliminaries to the Brothers' War. This is kind of where it starts, and this is over halfway through the book. Let me just explain a few things. So, the planet they're on is called Dominaria, and they're on a specific continent called Teresier. 300 years after the war ended, the whole of Dominaria was in an ice age that lasted for over 2,000 years. During the destruction of Krug, the Kudir of the Phalagi had been killed, and Mishra took over in his place as head of the desert tribes. He set up his workshop and began construction of a monstrous horde of zombies and his own dragon engines. Urza had traveled to Argive and reclaimed his research. He made his base in a mist-veiled valley, and Tanos Kayla and his son Harbin soon joined him there. It was there that he began the creation of his mechanical warriors he used to combat Mishra in the following years. Gix, the Phyraxian demon, had set up his quarters in Koilos and had sent out his followers as spies. He planned to have the brothers weaken each other and then he would kill whoever won the war and take their two stones back to Phyrexia. When he had first arrived on Dominaria, his original intent was just to kill Mistra, but his new goal was the stones, as he was aware of their power. So far, his plan was going along swimmingly. Back in the court of Mishra, Ashnod had just created what would soon become the bulk of Mishra's army, the Transmongrants. A Transmongrant is a soul-killing machine made of the corpses of people. It can only understand basic commands, but it is incredibly effective at carrying them out, as long as they involve violence. As a test run, Mishra sent an army of Transmongrants, human soldiers, and the newly created dragon engines to attack the country of Corvus. Their army was met by Urza's force, which had been sent as a counterattack. Urza also had some new toys. Mantis-like automatons with long-bladed forearms, and clay soldiers made of a magic clay shaped around a metal frame. When one of the clay soldiers was attacked, the weapon would simply stick into the clay, causing no real damage and leaving the attacker open to heavy blows from the clay soldier's fists. The transmongrants were no match for the machines, and Urza won the first battle of the Brothers' War. Many years passed, and the landscape was slowly stripped away as the brothers kept on fighting. To the west, a group of scholars got together and discovered magic. This group was called the Third Path. They were responsible for humans knowing about magic on Teresier, and quite possibly all of Dominaria, though I'm not 100% sure on that. I'll have to check back. They also discovered a mysterious artifact called the Golgothian Silex which Urza later used to end the Brothers' War. Unfortunately for the Third Path, Mishra had heard about them and thought he could use some of their information to defeat his brother. Uh, so he attacked them and destroyed them, and the Third Path was obliterated. Many of their leaders were killed. And Mishra, not believing their hocus-pocus magic, 
uh, just burned all their books. Near the end of the war, Ashnod fell out of favor with Mishra and was sent packing. She left for where the third path had been, which is further west from where the Brothers' War is. And she managed to get her hands on the Golgothian Silex. More on that in a minute. Meanwhile, Harbin, who is Urza's son, had found a new land filled with resources called Argoth, which is, uh, I believe, to the southeast of Teresier. The extra resources that Argoth could provide would allow Urza to rocket ahead in the arms race against his brother. Unfortunately for Mishra, or not Mishra, but Urza, the war would not end so quickly. Gix still had spies in both of the brothers' courts, and so he gave this information to Mishra. Like, he, he would get both the spies together, and they would relay the information, and then the, the spy in Mishra's court would be like, Hey, Mishra, Urza found this new land. You should go take it from him. So Mishra rushed the opposite side of Argoth from where Urza was, and the two brothers began working their way towards the center of the island for their final battle. Ashnod rejoined Mishra, and still had the Silex, which is important. Uh, they met in the center of the continent, and their final battle began at dawn. Mishra had dragon engines, transmogrants, some like screaming machines that make loud sounds, uh, flying dragon engines, and some other various artifacts of destruction. And Urza had his uh, mantis warriors, the clay soldiers without the frames, because he had moved past that. Uh, several flying units and some mobile fortresses that are basically like vertical tanks, like spinning turrets, but they move around. They fought at dawn. Taunus was leading a regiment of troops uh, when suddenly all the machines started going berserk. Not just like Urza's machines, all the machines on the battlefield. They attack. They would attack whatever was near them be it friend or foe. Ashnod met up with Thanos on the field of battle, and instead of fighting, they tried to figure out what the heck was going on. Turns out, Gix had showed up. His plan was to make all the machines go crazy, and then uh, kill both the brothers. Ashnod stayed and delayed him, and gave the Silex to Thanos, telling him that Urza had to end it all. Urza was on an encampment and saw the machines go haywire and was freaking out, like, what do I do, when Mishra attacked him. Mishra attacked Urza, and in a moment of revelation, Urza figured out magic and launched a fireball at Mishra, burning away his skin and revealing that he was a machine uh, who had been corrupted by the Phyrexians. Urza delayed Mishra, and Thanos gave him the Silex. Urza, realizing its, its intent, filled it with magical energy, and then released it all, uh, setting off a mega blast that sunk the island of Argoth, uh, and killed everyone on the island. The end. Hope you guys enjoyed my quick-ish summary of the Brothers' War. I don't know how long this is going to be. I'm hoping less than ten minutes. Uh, but we'll just have to see. Next week is going to be the book Planeswalker, so you guys should listen to that when it comes out. Uh, 
That's all, folks. See you next week.